Got time for a quick story. There are very few pop songs that will come on the radio or come up online, wherever I'm listening to music, where I can easily sing along. And you may be able to guess the reason why, just because of the way I'm talking right now. I'm a bass. I'm a low bass. Bass two is how it's termed in, in choral parlance. I've been singing in choirs pretty much all of my life and going back to middle school. And almost all of that time, I have been a bass two. I'm singing the low parts. Well, pop singers, rock singers, country singers, R&B singers, you name it, for the most part, they're not bass twos. They're going to sing in a, in a middle range or more commonly up by a tenor range. They're going to be singing higher. Well, if you're naturally a low talker, a low singer, it's going to be tougher to sing along and kind of strain a little bit with a few exceptions. Barry White's a classic one. Um, song mm, by Crash Test Dummies is another one. And then there is a song that came out when I was three by a foursome, a vocal group, of whom they have a bass, Richard Sturban, who sang the part, It's a minor miracle I was able to get that low. It's right at the lowest, lowest end of my range and probably almost anyone's range. But Richard Sturban, the Oak Ridge Boys, was able to hit that. Joe Bonzo sings tenor range in the Oak Ridge Boys, and he sang lead on Elvira. That came out 40 years ago, almost to the day of this interview, was when it debuted on the Billboard Country Chart. Not only did it become a number one hit on the Billboard Country Chart, but it crossed over to the pop chart, to the Billboard Hot 100, and went to number five. And it has become part of pop culture, music culture. And so we're talking today to Joe Bonzel to talk about the 40th anniversary of this what became an iconic song originally done by Dallas Frazier back in the 60s. The Oak Ridge Boys version is the one that has that has become part of our musical fabric. And so we're talking today to Joe Bonzel of the Oak Ridge Boys, the 40th anniversary of Elvira just before I went on. Look at your Twitter account and what, what, like 19 minutes ago you were singing the old Rugged Cross on, on your front porch? <laughs> I was. The old Rugged Cross made the difference. I love to sing on my front porch. In fact, we have a new album coming out. That song's not on it, but we have a new album coming out in uh, June that we recorded in August uh, with Dave Cobb producing, and it's called Front Porch Singing. So uh, I was out there doing a little front porch singing in between interviews today. So you caught me. <laughs> nice. Well, well, you're, you're getting your voice warmed up a little bit more. I, I, I saw that. So maybe I'm giving you a break too, doing a bit of bit of phoner as opposed to having to be on video on this one. So you can you can be wherever you want on the farm right now. Yeah, that's right. In fact, I'm sitting inside in the, on my couch right now. It's a whole lot more comfortable than doing those Zoom interviews where you got to prop your iPad up on your knee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll do the same with like my iPhone. I'll put it in like a coffee cup to get it like the right angle, but then it'll <laughs> slip. And yeah, it's a it's a bit of a challenge, shall we say. Uh, when you did Elvira, that was way before the concept of a Zoom happened. The whole idea of a video call was science fiction pretty much. <laughs> but Well, I'll tell you now, 1981, when that song came out, I was kind of reflect upon, reflecting on it the other day. I mean, there was no Internet yet. The Internet was still four years away, I think, 86. There wasn't even compact discs yet. They came out in 82. So nobody had iPhones. Nobody had a, you know, a, a 
and internet. We barely had cable TV. It was in its early infancy. And in 81, man, the four biggest songs of the year was Celebrate Good Times by Cool and the Gang, Rick Springfield singing Jesse's Girl, Kim Carnes was singing, Kim Carnes was singing about Betty Davis' eyes, and the Oak Ridge Boys were singing Elvira. And man, that thing, it was just amazing. I mean, we recorded it in late 1980, actually. We were working on the Fancy Free album, and we had just about wrapped it. We'd already had five gold albums, man, touring with Kenny Rogers all over the country. Everything was going great for us. And we, put, we thought we had a really good album in Fancy Free, and we did. And right at the last minute, uh, Ronnie Gant was a song plugger with Acuff Rose Publishing, and he had just seen a bar band in Texas sing Elvira. Now, the song had been around a little bit in one form or another over the years, but it never really like made it big. Well, he came into our studio and said, man, the Oaks need to sing this song. I think they could nail it to the wall. They've never done nothing like it, and blah, blah, blah. And we all agreed, and our producer agreed, and we only ran through it a couple of times. And if you listen to me singing lead, I was just goofing off. <laughs> I was goofing off, man. I was going, I that look like heaven. I was, I was goofing, man. And Richard doing the Oompapa Mau Mau's became the most famous bass singer in the world. <laughs> and, and what happened was we wrapped the album. We thought the song was pretty cool, and everybody seemed to have a good time doing it, and we didn't think much more about it. End of January, beginning of February, we were uh, on a Pacific Northwest trip. And we were in Spokane, Washington. I'll never forget it. I said, as you usually do, a new album's coming out. We've sung a lot of hits for the folks, but we've got a new album coming out this year. We'd like to, you know, maybe try a few of the new songs out on you, see what you think. We sang a few songs, and they seemed to really enjoy it. Then we did Elvira. And, man, the audience acted like we gave them a condo in Montserrat. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, Luke, man, they were standing, they were cheering. Well, we sang it again. And as an encore, we came back on stage and sang it a third time. Well, the same thing happened the next night in Portland, Oregon, the next night in Eugene. And now we're getting used to this. Boy, oh, boy, well, I can't wait to get Delvira. Watch this. <laughs> so we called MCA and said, boy, we better release this thing, man. Something's going on. Something is just going on here, man. This song seems to have some magic with these people. And you better release it. And they did. And they released it in March 40 years ago. And it was a monster country hit through June. Hmm. Sold 2,000 45s. That never happened, even then. And then, as we released the song Fancy Free as our second single from the album, Country, the thing slipped over into the pop market, and from July on through September, the whole country was singing Oom Papa Mau Mau with the Oak Ridge Boys. It was just an incredible event. And here, 40 years later, man, you know, people still love the song. They love to hear it. If I go on stage and say, well, let's sing Elvira. People stand up, man, like it's the Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, and I mean, I I'm a bass. When I when I when I when I sing in choir, I sing bass too. I'm like right at the bottom. So every time that part comes on, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I'm actually low enough. I can sing this part. That is one of the very few songs. There's that crash test dummy song mm -mm 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 from the '90s, and like that's about it for pop songs where it's in my range. And I love it every time that song comes. We're like, oh, cool! I can sing along to this one. But like everyone tries to do that, and that's become. I mean, at what point, as time went on, you're already noticing even before the single is even before you decide to release it as a single that it's becoming something. But was there a certain point where you went, "This is permanent. It's not just okay. We had a big hit single in the summer of '81. It crossed over to pop. No, this is going to be permanent. We're going to have this for the rest of our lives." 
I think we knew by that summer, man, because every age group was singing it. And another thing that was magical was the fact that because of the Tonight Show and Johnny Carson and a few other appearances like that on TV, people knew it was us singing it. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, like, uh, they equated the Oak Ridge Boys with Elvira. That's the Oak Ridge Boys singing Elvira. That's those four guys singing it. And that became just as big as anything. To this day, we can walk through an airport, and some guy goes, Hey, man, Elvira! (laughs) So, I mean, everybody knows it's us, and everybody knew it was us. And I think by that summer, when we were singing at all these big fairs and festivals and the places were going crazy, we knew we had something special that as long as God allows us to sing... And golly, look at it, it's been 40 years, we're still doing the song. We knew we'd be singing Elvira for the rest of our lives. And, and, and until we stop breathing, we'll, we'll be singing Elvira. There's just no doubt about it. The Oak Ridge Boys sing Elvira. It's the law. Yes, we've had, we're in the Country Music Hall of Fame, and it wasn't Elvira that put us there. It was our body of work. So we have an incredible body of work and an incredible history, yes, to lean on and to take to different levels. But Elvira is still the song that people equate the Oak Ridge Boys with, no matter who they are or a fan of what genre they are, no matter what age they are. Through these decades, people sing Elvira. And you can talk to some kids today that maybe not know a thing we've ever done, but they know Elvira mm-hmm. because their parents or grandparents sang it and made them sing it. And, you know, we've been passed down through the years like an old shirt, man. That's why we're still around. <laughs> and kids today, man, they sing it. Well, man, I remember my grandpa, man, with his A-tracks. We have performed at some mighty big festivals over the years and seen these young cowboys up down there with muscles and a girlfriend and a beer singing Leaving Louisiana in a Broad Daylight and Y'all Come Back Saloon and every single word. And I'll even challenge them, say, hey, man, how do you know our songs? You weren't even close to being born when these songs were out. And they go, Grandpa's a track man. <laughs> wow. So, you know, so like I say, we've been passed down in Elvira has been, I think, one of the biggest threads in, in, in throughout our history that has kept people knowledgeable, anyway, to a point about the Oak Ridge Boys and what they are you men- who they are. Yeah, you mentioned all of the, the body of work. And I just, I mean, I happen to have the Joel Whitburn Country Singles book here in, in the studio. And, I mean, there's a ton of number ones. It's just like one, 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 two, one, 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 four, one, 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 and turn the, the singles. You had three number ones before Elvira. So it's not like the song broke broke you guys you obviously you were you were successful in the country market but if for whatever reason this doesn't get released the, the alternate history and you go right on to fancy free and bobby sue etc etc how different is your career without elvira being done well that's a great question luke and i don't know that anybody's ever asked it huh. that that that's that's a good thought and it's something one would have to ponder would it be different i think so uh because I don't know that Fancy Free and Sail Away and Dream On would have sold out coliseums from like uh, halfway through 81 to 1984. You know, we were playing big halls with big production and big lights and sound and lasers and smoke and, and every other thing you can possibly imagine before anybody else even did that stuff. And it was still Elvira that drove most of that. So I don't know that we would have ever seen those kind of things happen. Uh, without Elvira, Elvira was the driving force that crossed us over from being a major country music act that was having hit records, having gold albums, winning awards, big big uh, stadium tour or uh, uh, arena tour with Kenny Rogers for a year and a half. All of this was happening. Elvira, though, took us from being that to a household name. So I've got to say, I, 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 it would be fun to 
a funny thing to think about. You know, it's like some of those books I've read where uh, suppose suppose the South had won the Civil War. <laughs> I read <laughs> a book like that once, and yeah. uh, and how different things would be. Suppose Germany would have prevailed in World War II. Where would we be now? Yeah. Um, so. You know, history's history. What happened happened, but it is fun to speculate what might have happened had things uh, had the Earth went you know a different direction on its axis or something. But uh, it's hard to imagine us, the Oak Ridge Boys, without Elvira. Now, what is your most either memorable performance of the song or your favorite performance of the song, like in a live setting or whatever setting? I got to look at the time in 1981 when we played Jamboree in the Hills, one of the biggest country music festivals in the States, 50,000 people in a field. And we went on stage and we were doing really good. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, let's sing Elvira. And that place went absolutely crazy. And it was just people as far as you could see singing the song with us. And, you know, that, that, that sticks out in my mind as uh, one of the first big gigantic festivals where Elvira made itself known. Um, Where we realized that, hey, this thing is not only big, it is huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to say, how big can a song get? You wouldn't believe how big a song can get. Everybody would love to have Elvira. I'd like to have a couple of them. Who's the, <laughs> who's the most um, surprising, I'll say well-known well known person in whatever field could be, and it doesn't even need to be Hollywood celebrity, musician, whatever. Who's maybe one of the most unexpected people who said, yeah, I love that song. You're like, Really? You you connected with Elvira? Is there is there anyone where you were t- a little taken aback? I mean, besides obviously the twenty something guys, you're like, well, well, how how were you old enough? But anyone else where they really stood out? Like, my gosh, they they became a fan of the song, maybe even became a fan of the Oak Ridge Boys because of that. In 1982, we sang on the lawn of the White House at the Congressional Barbecue for Ronald Reagan, huh. and his vice president then was George Herbert Walker Bush, and Bush loved. The Oak Ridge Boys loved Elvira, loved everything we did. We became very, very good friends. Well, when he won the presidential nomination, I think it was 1988. Mm-hmm. Okay, New Orleans. We'd all seen those big conventions on TV, you know, and knew what they were like when all the balloons and the confetti dropped. And this guy is now the nominee for president of the United States. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were on stage when all those balloons dropped. <laughs> And everybody sang God Bless America. And then George Bush turned to us and said, sing a little bit of Elvira. So we started singing Elvira. (laughs) And George Bush leans over to Richard and on his microphone is going, oh, Papa, oh, Papa, now, now. Here's the guy that just won the Republican nomination for president of the United States. And he's singing Oom Papa Mau Mau on the stage of the Republican National Convention. I thought that was the strangest, absolute weirdest moment ever. That, I, I, I gotta, is that on YouTube somewhere? I gotta find it because I, I mean, I remember watching, I'm a news junkie, so I'll, I'll watch any, anything that gets the big, and I remember watching that night, even as a kid, I was watching that night. I don't remember that, and I wonder if the, if the, if they cut away by that point. Is, have you found that on YouTube anywhere? I have not, Ooh. and they might have even cut away because George was al- uh, 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 George Bush was already singing "God Bless America" bass part, right. oh, wow. and that was strange enough. He was singing that with Richard, "God Bless America," singing it in bass voice, <laughs> and and then Elvira, he's singing "Um Papa Mau Mau." I'm thinking this guy is 
looks to me like he could be the next president of the United States, and he was. Right. And he's singing Oom Papa Mau Mau on the Republican National Convention stage. It was just bizarre as it gets. <laughs> that's, that's the power of a song and the power of an arrangement of a song, and that's why we're, we, we've talked about this. Thanks for, for taking this time. Forty years, and I can still remember hearing that on, on the radio. I mean, I was, I, was, I was three that summer, and I, I, every time I hear it, it takes me back to that summer. And so thank you for doing that song as just one of millions who, who loved hearing that on the radio back then. Joe, thanks for taking time, and, and, and thank, thank you so much for that, and have a good rest of your day on the farm today. Well, that was really fun, Luke. Thank you, man, and God bless you, brother. That was a really fun interview with Joe Bonzo about the 40th anniversary of Elvira. If you want to learn more about what the Oak Ridge Boys are doing, their website is oakridgeboys.com. Simple, oakridgeboys.com. And right at the top, you can see the Elvira 40, 1981 to 2021 tour. Tour date's coming up later on this year. 40 years of a memorable, memorable song. Those are, those are some great memories, and it was really fun to talk to him about that. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story, as always. Uh, thanks to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for providing the facilities to do uh, these interviews. Um, you can listen to and in some cases watch these interviews via greatesthits981.com. On our interviews page, which will find up at the, the top where it says features, put the mouse over that and it'll say interviews. Click there and watch all of our interviews and listen to all of our interviews. I say watch because in some cases they are Zoom interviews or video interviews. Uh, so that's all right there, by, conducted by myself and by my coworker John Murphy, who does some interviews as well. Also, you can subscribe to the Got Time for a Quick Story podcast, a lot of the usual podcasting platforms. Subscribe so you get the new episodes when they arrive. They automatically download to your device. And also rate this, rate it higher if you so desire, because I know that rhymes, but, but it makes sense because that'll help spread the word around. Got time for a quick story. I'm Luke Anthony.